Hi, this is Randy Landry, and this is my 203rd podcast of Common Sense and Ramblings in America. Today I'm going to read an article from um, a nursing magazine. It's Nevada Nurse Connection. It's the winter 2023 edition. And um, we get these free at my job. Um, I am an RN, ICRN, at a kindred hospital in Nevada. <clears throat> and it's a, considered it's an LTAC, a long-term acute care facility, where we take care of patients that are not quite critical enough to be in a hospital, but need more sophisticated care than it can be found in a, either a SNP, which is a skilled nursing unit, or a nursing home. Um, so, this article is Why Nurse Burnout Efforts Need to Target Younger Nurses. This is a subject near and dear to my heart. Before I begin reading the article, um, I've been exposed to a lot of new um, nursing or nursing students, and um, I always give my, a piece of advice to help prevent burnout. I said, you can make a good living as a nurse. You can also make a lot of money as a nurse if you're wanting, willing to put in the extra hours. You can work two jobs. You can pick up overtime. It's pretty much almost unlimited, the overtime in most facilities, most of the time. Summertime, there's a little dip in Nevada. But the rest of the year, uh, there's always a nursing shortage, and um, you can pick up the overtime quite nicely. Um, one little anecdotal account of a friend of mine, or no, more of an acquaintance, should I say, than a friend. Um, during COVID um, in New York, he made over $600,000 working. That's a very rare situation, but those opportunities do occur once in a while. There was a strike a few years back in California. Um, and they were paying well over $100 an hour for just regular floor nurses, let alone ICU nurses. Um, you have to have a license for uh, California, though, or at least a temporary one to do that. Same in New York. Um, but as I recommend to the, the new nursing, stu nursing students is that I tell them that live within your means, okay? You pick up overtime only if you have a set goal, like say you want to pay for a trip cash or you want to buy a car or something along those lines, or you're coming up with a down payment per house. But don't make it part of your everyday um, requirements. Um, don't live beyond your means. Don't live um, at a four-day salary level, or a five-day, or a six-day, whatever. Don't do that, because that is going to be a surefire way to become um, burned out. And I've seen it happen many times. A couple of nurses that I used to work with that were under 30 years of age, both burned out or no longer, well, they took at least a year to two years off from nursing. Um, one of them was went back into it and another is trying other things to do. Um, so it's sad. I mean, we have a shortage of nurses in this country and if it wasn't for the um, help of the Philippines, um, which nursing seems to be one of their industrial outputs or exports, um, we would be hurting. Um, and some hospitals, hospitals, especially the ones where I've worked at, the Filipino nursing population is well over 50% of our total nursing staff. I think in our facility, we're probably over 75%. So um, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read this article. And um, hopefully any nurses or new people thinking about going to nursing or read this, uh, well, listeners will actually find it helpful. Okay, nurse burnout has been on the radar of healthcare leaders for several years now, and there's no doubt 
the COVID pandemic has turned a problem into a crisis. One aspect of nurse burnout that has come to the forefront is how it's affecting younger nurses. Before I read any further, uh, I want to add one more thing. Uh, I made a concerted effort during the um, COVID pandemic not to pick up overtime. I did do one eight-week stint um, where I did pick up an extra day, and, but the money was so crazy I could not turn it down. But um, let me give you a little information about myself before I continue on. I am um, in the upper 50s. Now I'm 60 now, but during COVID I was 57, 58 years of age. Um, overweight. Um, pre-diabetic and um, have high cholesterol levels problems uh, and I also have high blood pressure so I had several of the um, things that COVID seemed to be hitting some of the targets or problems or whatever issues so I made up my mind and my wife was okay with that that I would not be picking up over time during the COVID pandemic and for the most part I stayed healthy Matter of fact, I didn't catch COVID until it had become more benign, and um, it was in between. I was in between jobs. I had left my other jobs out because I suffered burnout and most likely a low-grade PTSD um, from all the deaths that we experienced. So um, I chose not to go that, and I and I the route, and I still experienced a burnout where I actually took a couple months off between jobs um, so I could get my head together and. It allowed me to do some therapeutic um, articles on my blog. Um, I actually um, wrote a book about nursing um, during that time and some other projects I was working on. Um, so I wasn't exactly um, just hanging around watching TV. Um, but I also discovered, much to my chagrin, um, YouTube. So, all right, so let's keep on going. The current situation for nurses is difficult. A majority of nurses report symptoms of burnout in one survey of nearly 12,000 nurses. Participants, participants reported stress 71%, frustration 69%, exhaustion 65%, and free, feeling overwhelmed 58% in the previous 14 days. This is leading to nurse turnover rates rising to 20-30%. to 30%. And an alarming number of nurses reporting the, their intentions to leave bedside care positions or even the profession. Younger nurses... In particular, struggling with the effects of nurse burnout. Across the board, they report higher rates of stress, worse emotional health, and greater intentions to leave their jobs than their more senior counterparts. Other respondents younger than 25 in the survey cited above, 69% say they have been suffering from burnout, which is more than double the rate of those older than 25, that was 30%. What's causing younger nurse burnout? The biggest factor driving nurse burnout is growing workload demands on account of a serious nursing shortage. A recent nursing workforce analysis found that total supply of RNs decreased by more than 100,000 from 2020 to 2021, the largest drop observed over the past four decades. This drop is coming primarily from younger nurses. Compared with 2019, there was a 4% drop in nurses or RNs younger than age 35 by 221. Among nurses who intend to leave the position in the next six months, insufficient staffing was cited as the number one reason. Younger nurses have additional challenges because they started their careers in a trial-by-fire environment during the COVID pandemic, particularly in acute care settings. Many of them received less on-site training because clinical rotations were restricted during the pandemic 
and they also had shorter orientations when they started their positions. New nurses have always had to adjust to the transition from learning to practicing, but today's new nurses have added challenges that are making it harder for them to find their footing and be ready for the rigors of the profession, says Heather Dumez, RN, Clinical Editorial Manager for Micromedics. In case you're wondering, Micromedics is um, a medication dispensing system. Another factor that may be hitting younger nurses harder is the increase in incivility, bullying, and even violence that healthcare workers are being subjected to. Attitudes toward healthcare workers have been deteriorating, and frontline healthcare workers are paying the price. Among surveyed nurses, 57% said they had experienced workplace bullying or incivility from patients, and 53% have experienced it from families. I can attest to that. We get treated like shit by a lot of family members and patients. Everyone benefits from a healthy nursing environment. There are clear benefits for everyone when nurses can do their best work. This is particularly true for patients. Studies show a clear correlation between nurse-patient ratio and patient outcomes. When nurses are overloaded and overwhelmed, patients are at risk. But when nurses have a manageable workload and are equipped to work at the top of their license, patients receive the individualized professional care they need. Healthcare leaders also benefit by addressing nurse burnout. In addition to protecting the well-being of their staff and the safety of their patients, mitigating nurse burnout makes good economic sense. A recent cost analysis of nurse burnout attributed turnover found at hospitals with burnout reduction measures in place spent about 30% less per nurse per year and their nurses remain employed in their current hospital 20% longer compared with hospitals with no burnout mitigation measures. It's particularly beneficial to prevent attrition in younger nurses because RNs tend to stay in nursing for their career. Losing younger nurses could have long-term impacts on the workforce for a generation to come. Solutions to nurse burnout can turn the tide. There are no quick fixes to nurse burnout, but there are concrete measures that organizations can take to improve the health and well-being of their nurses, particularly with younger nurses. Invest in staffed nurses with competitive wages, meaningful raises and bonuses, and tuition reimbursement. An upfront financial investment is the most effective way to close staffing gaps, which in turn will increase satisfaction, decrease turnover, and ultimately save money. Offer support programs and resources, particularly for younger nurses, incentivize experienced nursing staff to participate in mentor programs for their younger colleagues. Peer support is crucial for younger nurses because they know their more senior colleagues really understand what they're going through, says Courtney Holmes, RN, Clinical Program Director for Micromedics. Work to remove the stigma of seeing mental health help for healthcare workers. It should be seen as standard self-care rather than a sign of weakness. Make mental health resources are not just available but encouraged. Make sure there are paths to advancement and professional development opportunities for nurses. Give them agency by making sure they have a seat at the table for organizational decision-making. Decrease administrative burden for nurses by sufficiently staffing support personnel and by implementing technologies that increase workflow efficiency and decrease busy work. 
Tackling nurse burnout may not be easy, but it's an effort well worth making for the sake of nurses' well-being, the organization's bottom line, and most importantly, patient care and safety. So, there is a further add up here. See how Micromedic Solutions can help nurses find evidence-based clinical information fast and HTTPS colon backslash backslash www.merativ.com backslash micromedics. So that is the article that I wanted to read to you. So um, like I said, I alluded a little earlier in my podcast that I wrote a book on nursing. And um, let me just make a little point for that just a second here. The book is entitled The Making and Life of a Registered Nurse in the Era of COVID-19. And it can be found in Amazon. All you have to do is look up my name, Randy Landry, and you will see a, a quite a list of books. I got really busy during COVID. Since I wasn't working so many hours, I found time to write a total of 17 books. And I'll be starting my 18th book soon at least in the next couple months anyway. Um, but in this, the reason why I mentioned this is that I devote a chapter to um, PTSD and nurse burnout and um, what I experienced and how I recovered from it. Um, also, in some of my other books, um, I've written about my life as well. There's like five or six of them that discuss different portions of my life um, and some of those um, are germane to um, the subject that I'm talking about right now. But um, what I did is I didn't know what was going on. I didn't. I had an inkling that I might be suffering PTSD. So I ended up going online and did some research on it. And um, I found a couple of questionnaires. And lo and behold, when I took those questionnaires, um, there were 10 questions. And out of those 10, I was like, I had like seven of those symptoms I was experiencing. So then I decided to look into what, if you don't have money, at a time I was kind of tight in funds because I wasn't working, um, there's not a hell of a lot that you can do for uh, PTSD. They have more for the military. Um, if you happen to be in the military or, or, or veterinary, a vet, sorry, veteran, um, you have some resources, but a nurse, not so much. You have to have the money. You can get psychiatric or psychological um, care. Um, also, uh, I considered um, trying to get some compensation from the government. And it turns out that there's not even one lawyer in Nevada, for that matter, that specializes in PTSD for non-military personnel or non-civil um, service, you know, like firefighters or cops or anything like that. There just isn't anybody that specializes in medical-related PTSD. And it's a real, real thing. During COVID, I came across this one article or, or, or story about this poor respiratory therapist who actually um, committed suicide because of what he experienced in it. Um, I do include in the, my book, uh, in the chapter um, about burnout and all PTSD, um, an, an article that I... Um, copied and gave credit to a, a nurse and uh, or sorry actually it was I believe it was a fellow respiratory th respiratory therapist it wasn't the one who committed suicide but 
and discussed um, what that person was going and experiencing. And um, so burnout and PTSD is a very um, real thing in the medical field. And um, it doesn't have to be in the military. I mean, in one day, uh, the hospital I worked at had eight people die from COVID, eight. Um, five of those were at night and three were in the daytime. And they were all full of codes. And anybody who's experienced a code knows that it can be quite grueling. And especially when you're in um, full PPE, which is per, uh, personal protective um, gear and um, equipment. E stands for equipment, but it's gear. Um, you're wearing a, almost like a hazmat suit. And um, you, it's, it gets hot and smelly and sweaty. And uh, you can try to pass the hell out. And um, so it's pretty rough. And um, so, yes, uh, burnout is something. If, if we don't have nurses, you know, and even the doctor uh, population is going down and getting crazy. We have a deficit. Now, they're making some inroads in that with nurse practitioners. but And some of them are highly skilled, just like in doctors. You know, doctors, there are some that are better than others. And um, so I'll leave it at that. But matter how much training um, a, a PA, a physician's assistant, or a nurse practitioner gets, they still don't quite get the same amount of um, training um, that a doctor gets. Um, so obviously, they spend more time doing it. But the problem is, is that if you're a PA or a nurse practitioner or a doctor, you're overworked, and in some cases underpaid, and you just don't have the time to devote to your patients and thinking things out. Um, and I think, and there's also, I don't know if it's part of the burnout process, but there doesn't seem to be an interest in listening to their um, support staff, like nurses, for instance. Nurses spend a lot more time with the patients, and we, have, we see a lot more. And very seldom, unless the doctors actually see it happening, at the time they come in and they're like their two-minute visit to the patient, they don't believe what we tell them. In a lot of cases, it seems to be the way that it is. And um, I don't understand it, but um, I also discuss some of that in my book as well. So if you're interested in nursing or you are a nurse, um, I think it's a pretty good book. And it also, I also include a lot of anecdotal accounts, stories, and all like that you might find um, heartwarming or even um, get a chuckle out of. So um, without further ado, I am going to um, put an end to this podcast today. And um, like I said, I hope you found it interesting. And um, so as always, watch your back. Don't give up the fight. Take care and you have a great day.